0: Hello and welcome to Grace Life Stellenbosch. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. So as a church you've just heard that we gather to grow to go and that's really what they call a sticky statement. Okay, so uh, you might get irritated by it, but it's going to stick. I mean, it's like a children's song. If I can tell you that uh, those characters pick their names to be sticky. Okay, so there's a lot of things going on in my head right now because I've got a two-year-old who loves Blippi and he loves uh, all these different things. And if you don't know what Blippi is, save yourself. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he really uses sticky statements. So we want to help people discover Jesus, find family and experience life. We want to help people help people discover jesus find family and experience life that's what we're about we want to help you and the whole world discover jesus so often people say if we've heard it like you're all about the nations what about me and we want to help you but we want to help you then to grow and then to go we want to help you to go to your family to your workplace to school to where you are to go full of the good news of jesus amen to help others experience life you know i'm here because i'm changed That's why I'm here. There's no other reason. This is not a career decision. Amen? This is because I am transformed. I am changed. I am new. I am refreshed. I am living the abundant life, and it is too good to keep for myself. Amen? And when I encounter people, I know I've got the answer, because I know it is cliche, and they say it in kids' church, but the answer is really, 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 really Jesus. that is the answer to life that's the answer to depression that's the answer to lack that's the answer to so many things division in this world it is all about jesus we want to help you and the whole world discover that jesus this good news gospel that has changed our lives and we cannot keep it to ourselves and that's the honest truth like i wouldn't be here if i wasn't changed like i used to be introvert or did i just be fearful I used to be fearful. I used to be scared and afraid. Now I can be bold and I can, I can be brave. The, bold, the, the word says, the, the righteous is as bold as a lion. Amen. doesn't mean I came to Christ and all my problems went away. Well, in fact, I've introduced myself to many more problems as a pastor. Because when you're a pastor, you don't just have your problems. Amen. You've got the whole congregation's problems. And, uh, and and that is what we do, but we do it with Christ in us, amen? We lose life and ministry because we are changed. We cannot keep it to ourselves. We want to help others see Jesus for who He truly is. That was a problem in Albania. We go to Albania, the moment you name the name Jesus, they think you're you, you either speaking of Isa the prophet, or you are Eastern Orthodox, or you're Roman Catholic. That's not the Jesus I'm trying to get into you. That's not the Jesus that has changed me. That's not the Jesus that I'm excited about. It is the Jesus who laid down His life, who was raised from the dead, who's ascended into heaven. But guess what? He's also poured out His Spirit so that He can live in me and He wants to live through me. That is the Jesus. That is the reality of christianity and i think it's a really awesome slogan that we have now because it speaks to those outside of church what is the reality of christianity if you're a muslim you want to know what christianity is about probably but if you're a christian and you're not living in the abundant life then you also need to know there's more to life so what is the reality what is the realness what is the truth what is the substance of what we believe and how does it affect me and those around me we want to help others see Jesus for who He truly is. We want to disciple them into a fruitful, life-giving relationship with Him. I've listened to uh, Charles' message um, from Piquetbach and he had a very good thing that he said. He said every year he's got one goal. He simplified it, and he's a planner. He's one of the more, more planner-type people in our, in our ministry. And he said, I've got one goal, and that goal is to grow in my relationship with God. And because of that, he's doing great things. Because of that, he went to Albania last year on a mission. His mission, or his goal, wasn't to go on a mission to a country with 2% people that believe in Christians. But he went because he heard the voice of the shepherd. Amen? And that is what we do. If we grow in that relationship, if we're discipled into that, then fruit comes. Amen? Our purpose is to proclaim and explain his good news and disciple all nations. Proclaim and explain. We want to help people find family. Amen? God is a father. Jesus introduces him as father, so that is family. A father is what? The head of a family. And that's so important that we get to do this together. Together as believers, we make up the family of God. God's heart for the local church is that we are not only teaching, a teaching center, then you can go to university. That's a teaching center. But we're a, we're a workshop, if you will. <laughs> we're equipping each other. We are sitting under the word. We're a community or a family of believers who love on each other. We do life together and we live out our purpose together. You cannot live out your purpose by yourself. You cannot. Like when Shane said that, I thought, ah, he didn't mention Philemon. He mentioned Titus and Timothy, who was pastors. And I went to the book of Philemon and his, I think the third sentence says, and to the church. In your house. Where there's church, there's God. Where there's church, there's gathering. Where there's church, there's a mess. <laughs> Did you know that? Where there's church, there's people that will irritate you. Where there's church, there's people that will grate you the wrong way. Where there's church, it's like family. Amen. We can disagree, we can fight, we can love on each other, amen. Like you are part of who you are. My family, my dad always said, Yeah is a Viennan. Like no matter what you do, good or bad. When I went out at night on high, at high school, he said he didn't say come home this time or do this or don't do that or don't drink or don't. He just said remember one thing, Yeshua And that carried weight. Remember one thing, church: you are the church. You are part of something bigger than yourself. You are what God planned for us to change the world. But guess what? Firstly, we need to change ourselves. We need to be transformed by this gospel. We do life together, and we live out our purpose together. We want to help others experience life. Not just any life, but the abundant life. The abundant life is the eternal life. It's the Spirit of God dwelling in us for eternity. And I promise you that is one of the primary reasons we exist. It is the grace life, but it is the spiritual life. Because Second uh, Corinthians 13, 14 says, it's the love of God, it's the grace of Jesus, but it's the fellowship, the communion, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit. And that is all that we need. Amen? We need the love of God, we need the grace of Jesus, but we should not stop there. We need the fullness of the Spirit expressed in us. And guess what? It is very often expressed to you by the person next to you. We all want this holy spirit encounter yes and sometimes it happens in your prayer closet in your upper room wherever you have a good time with god behind the steering wheel but how often does it happen through believers how often does god speak to you this morning i didn't feel so well and in the pre-service meeting someone um, herman said we're going to pray for peter now what i could have done is i'm the pastor i can't be sick and i need to be the strong one and this morning i just said i don't feel so well and i was humble enough to receive prayer you know what happened I was awesomely ministered to. The body ministered to me, the leader of this body. And I was so blessed that even while Melissa had a word, God revealed another scripture to me and showed me how it all fits together. And I was like, if I didn't come, that was a consideration this morning. If I didn't come, I missed out. So I came, I came I'm like, you'll drag me in here, but I'll be here. Okay, because I know when I'm here, I'm going to be better. Why? Because this is where the church is. This is where the families. Here are people that's equipped to pray for me. And when Herman prayed for me, I'm like, this guy knows what he's done, what he's doing. I trained him well. <laughs> amen? So now I'm in a receiving end, and that's really the family of God. Like, we need to be in this together. We, 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 if you want to experience the full package, join a life group, amen? Because that's where we really love on each other. Yesterday, Harman and Melissa took food to... Um, um, what is your name again? Nicholas got it and I heard there were some awesome things happening which was about much more than the food but you see the natural often carries it's the it's the cart that carries the supernatural yesterday we were at a birthday of Anna and I was one year old there was community there was fellowship why because there's the same spirit that draws us in and draws us together when we go out and we have take a meal for someone we pray for someone we take a meal we we just do a, a, a chore or run an errand it can be supernatural why because the spirit of god is in you you are not normal amen if you're normal come let me pray for you and i'll help you get up no abnormal Amen. you're a peculiar people you know what that word means different well you're called to be a light on a hill so get over it amen we're going to get on with it because life is short and eternity is forever. Amen? God is dwelling in us for eternity. It's a relationship with God that is never-ending and life-giving to all around us. Never-ending and life-giving. If you're not there yet, don't worry. Amen? Just come. We'll fill you up until you overflow. We serve from a place of overflow. And uh, if you're not overflowing, I don't want you to be serving. I want you to be receiving. I don't want you to burn out or anything like that we this morning didn't have directional signs up why because there wasn't anyone to do it and I told Jock who was willing to do it Jock you're not gonna do it you're leading worship this morning so get into the hall thank you very much for your heart by the way so there's no signs why because there wasn't anyone to do it because I'm not gonna run around like burning people out just to tickle boxes so just you know our heart we're really about people It is for eternity. It's a relationship with God that is never, ever, ever ending and life-giving to those around us. The abundant life is about purpose and living in our divine purpose as children of God. I promise you, I'm living more purposeful than ever since I joined the church. Like I had dreams, I had destinies, I had prophetic words, but I didn't live them out until I joined the church. Until I submitted to a leader, until I found a mentor, someone to disciple me. And when there's an opportunity, I'm there. If it's difficult, I'll make it happen. Why? Because I know that's where I grow. I know that's what I'm a part of. And I know what it feels like to not have that. Amen? I had the gospel. I was born again. I had the grace message. But I had no church. I'd rather have church. Amen? It is awesome to have a church where we have a leadership, where we have a vision, where we're part of something greater than ourselves, and we move out to do life together. I had a dream one day to say, like, I want to watch rugby with the people I go to church with. Back then it was a... Weird idea. Now, I seldom watch rugby without, well, I seldom watch rugby because there's two kids in the house. But, and, and load shedding didn't help last night, anyways. But when we watch something, when we do something, there's church. It's church people. It's not at a building because, uh, guess what? Again, we're not going to have this venue soon and then we're going to have to make a plan. But that's fine because it doesn't change church. It complicates admin. But that's okay because you can all read and find directions so you can find us where we'll be. And we'll have a good time together because the the Holy Spirit is going to be amongst the the gathering of the saints. Amen. We are the called out ones. We are the saints of God. We just don't have only a name called Christians. We have a mission. You know, the word Ecclesia really speaks about uh, the gathering of believers, the gathering for a specific purpose. But it also speaks about the gathering of the called out ones, the gathering of the invited some translations of you going to the different greek words there uh, that brings us to ecclesia it speaks about the invitation to a celebration okay so what is church for you i remember a church that i think that it wasn't a celebration <laughs> it was uh, it was not fun and i was 10 years old and i told my dad dad i asked him why is no one laughing in church why is no one smiling and you know what he didn't have an answer so we left that church Why? Because it's a celebration. There's joy in the house. I love that new song we started singing last week. There's joy in the house of the Lord. And yes, it's obviously in me. But if I dance by myself behind my steering wheel, then people look at me weird. Amen? But if we all dance here together in worship, then we're all weird. And then I don't feel so weird. Amen? (laughs) So this morning, I very quickly wanted to share with you just something personal. Something that has changed me, and I've started sharing that already. And it is really... Um, If I think about what has really changed and impacted our lives, what has helped us get where we are. Now, firstly, you need to ask yourself, are you happy where you are? Happy is 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 an unfair word because if you win the Rugby World Cup, you're happy, but you're not there. So we speak about joy. We speak about a contentness. We speak about uh, contentment. What is it that you are right now? If you do a stock take of your life, there's good and there's bad. But overall, are you content? Like, are you heading in the right direction? You may be not there yet, but are you heading in the right direction? One thing that I really felt the Holy Spirit helped me to, to put a word to this, to name this, was the word I'll call connectedness. Connectedness. What has really impacted my and Natasha's life is connectedness. It was when we find a body, found a body that we could connect into. When we find a gathering of saints, believers that believed like us, but also not hundred percent I mean that challenges us still on doctrine on on growth that is willing to say hey we're wrong or well, we were wrong we see things different now and then you want to fall out the the, the cart and, and, and run away and then you like but where will I go whenever someone leaves the church my question is where, where are you going because as a pastor I really want you under my wing but if you don't want to be under my wing I just hope that you're under a wing amen because my heart really is is for people to be flourishing but the word connectedness and ephesians 3 verse 19 says and know, and to know the love of christ which passes knowledge so again that's not just knowledge we can't just go to university and know more of the word we need to have that knowledge or that that love the knowing that passes knowledge we need to have it real amen Probably the number one feedback we get when new visitors arrive is I, 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 there was just something there, like amongst the people, the way they greeted me. And I promise you, some of you on New Year today, we missed greeting you. I'm so sorry about that. Um, because we want you not to, to experience it as someone was told you need to do this. I've been to those churches. They've got all the people. From when you park the car, even before, they've got the banner up. Here you can park, sir. So we're so happy to have you. Oh, yeah, sir, by the way, just go to that corner. When you're in the corner of the building, there's another three people, smiley faces. Please go this side. And you feel like, I feel like a to-do list. I don't necessarily feel cared for, loved. It's awesome that they're doing it, that they're serving, but where's the love? Are they doing it from love? Are we doing it because there's more than knowledge, more than merely what is good set up? It says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, verse 20 is, is a famous verse. It says... Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. And everyone said, Amen, praise God, hallelujah. Finally the pastor is waking up to faith and to what God is for us. He says, according to the power that is working in us. Or at work in us. So God is not going to rain down that manna from the sky. And you're going to be the first one to pick it up and make a million of it. Amen? That's not what this verse says. This verse says that there's something on the inside of us and when we let out what is in us, then God is able to do more than we can ask for, think, dream or imagine. So I told you the first day of the year that God is not doing anything this year and definitely nothing new. He's waiting on us. Amen? Because He's already put the power in us. And now what I've done with that verse is at least I've gotten that far. And I've realized I can't wait on God when God is waiting on me. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just gave me a knock on the door. He says, You're reading the verse wrong. I'm a pastor, I'm reading the verse wrong. Of course I am. He said, What am I reading wrong? He says, Us. Because when we read us, either I read me, and I want you to read you. So according to the power that's at work within you, Herman, according to the power that's at work within you, um, Bernard or you Kunrad or whoever like that is how we interpret that verse but that's not what the context of the spirit is. it means the power that is at work within us all of us because this morning I've received power and I was laying awake at 3 this morning trying to get power out of me <laughs> to feel better and it worked a little bit then I didn't I woke up better but I didn't wake up healed amen But when I was here, I felt the power of God in us, not just in me. Because you know what? All of us need that. Sometimes you're right and you're running the race, and other times you trip and you need someone to fall, uh, to to pick you up. Ecclesiastes says that two is better than one. Yeah, it's me and the Holy Spirit. Yes, a a three-quarter rope, whatever, it's not easily broken. So two is good, three is better. Except in your marriage, by the way. Okay? (laughs) Make it the Holy Spirit as uh, the third party. And and only that that one. So it's according to the power. Yes, the power of God. Let the power flow. But where is it flowing? It's flowing in us. It's flowing amongst us. It's flowing between us. And it's wanting to get out of us. If you have a word for someone, that is the power of God in you. But now you step out. And now it's the power of God in you. Plural. It's the power. and, And if you look at that word, it really is. You know, you is you like jock but it's also you like everyone listening to me right now or at least looking like you are but the word you there is plural us it is us it is for all of us it's the power in us and i look at the next verse that confirms that it says unto him be glory where in the church in the gathering in the ecclesia amongst the called out ones amen through all the ages and the world without end why he puts ages and world days there because there's two words for world it's 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 the world cosmos or it's the aeon the age and the bible translates both and this is this is the answer for, of the ages and of the cosmos you're not going to go to mars and find a different answer the answer is still church I mean, you're not going to go into the year 3000 and have something new it's going to be church it is the gathering of the saints The called out ones, the invited ones. Amen? Now we gather for a purpose. Interesting, the word Ecclesia is not new when Paul writes it. The word already exists and they use it in the Greek uh, or in the Roman Empire when you have a calling together like on a a stats plane or a governance meeting. Now Romans 5.17 says that we are to reign in life. Where do we do it? Not just my life. You see, we make it so personal. No, we make it Selfish. We make it self-centered. I want to reign in life, but what about we reign in life? You have an issue, and I help you reign over it. I have a shortcoming, and you help me reign over it. So now we reign in life as the church. You see, you can do all things, but you can't do them all at once. So sometimes you need someone. This morning, I had to pick something. I told um, Keith, I said, sorry, Keith, I really want to speak to you now, but I have to be somewhere else. It was five minutes before the service because I wanted to really speak to him, but I can't do two things together. I can do all things through Christ. The context, by the way, is something very different. But you can't do it simultaneously. So we need us. We need all of us. We all can't be in Piketberg this morning. None of us that is currently in the room is in Tigerberg serving there with Grace Life and Etienne's team. Well, you can go to Rondebosch tonight and you can help them. Okay? Because it's not at the same time that it's on the same mission, and it's one church in many locations. But it says, Unto Him is glory, where? In the church, by Christ Jesus. So the church is only by Christ Jesus, through all the ages and world without end. The calling, the assembly, the gathering. But like Marna said so beautifully, we just don't gather together. We gather to grow. And we don't just grow to grow in numbers, or in your knowledge, whatever, we grow to go. And we don't just go to go, we go to make disciples. We go to share the gospel. We go to places where it's not necessarily easy because no one else is wanting to go there. Or there's people there who need us to encourage them. If there's two families in a town of 38,000, who thinks they need some encouragement? Because what do they need? Church. They need some of the power in us. And that's what happened around the breakfast table there and how prayer flowed and how that two families were greatly impacted. There's a lady that I ministered to in Albania in November and uh, she is from the Netherlands and she drove, I don't know how far, from some village to just be in this leader's meeting. Because why? She doesn't have us. She doesn't have this. And you thought you sent me to Albania to go reach the unreached. And you did. But why will I not minister to a lady there who's part of us, who's part of the church, who's disheartened, who's empty, who's running on empty... Who's, who's heading towards burnout. Us ministering to her, us, because you sent me, because you kept what was going, going. And we have a in, had an impact in someone there running her race, but it's our race. She's just running that lap. Amen? And guess what, the fact that we came back and she left her encouraged is good for the kingdom. Who agrees with me? Because now the work continues. And there were supernatural things that happened in that meeting in a small business um, meeting room in Albania, in Durez, where God supernaturally and divinely connected different people, even on a practical sense. Because she works through um, creches, she works through Kletoskoula, and one of the members there that has um, been sent out from Piketberg Karen, she's just finished her education in uh, pedagogy around ecd and 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 how to train and and teach young people so guess what we connected them and now she's going to go with her to the village and now they're going to minister now they're going to minister they're going to train the teachers now there's two people on fire glowing eyes loving the lord two lights on a hill do you think it's going to be more effective i think it will jesus sent them out Two by two. I know when I'm alone at work, Like I'm not always that brave. Sometimes I, I stir up the courage and I go for it. And I should do it more because it's awesome. And Now people know what you're about. Amen? And that's not a bad thing. We're not called to be secret agents. Just think if you tell someone at work you're a Christian, like, what? Yay! So nooit geset me. That's not a good testimony, by the way. <laughs> okay? <laughs> not even in turkey where they'll kill you if they find out amen we have this in us and we have to let it out we don't have no other reason where is god getting glory in the church amongst the connected believers those gathered and connected for a specific purpose those who are called called out the called out ones called out from what your old life your old sin your old self from your own selves you are called out of your homes out of your comfort I was very comfortable eventually this morning on my bed, and I was called out to come to church because guess what? The church is happening, the church is gathering, the church is going to be here today. It's uncomfortable. Why do you think the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter? Because you're going to need some comforting. Amen? So if people tell you, oh, no, no that's not true, well, Read your Bible. <laughs> okay, let me not go down that topic. So what comes after Ephesians three, twenty-one? Not twenty-two. Good guess though. Ephesians four, verse one. And the problem is we put away ah oh, if you're holy. I mean God works in trees in Trinity, so I don't know how much you read, but now you, you close the Bible and I'll take this on tomorrow. Oh, it's actually just Ephesians just says so this three, three, two two days worth of reading like. And then what we do is we miss out on exactly what I'm gonna show you now. So verse four uh, Ephesians 4.1 says, I therefore, wherefore? Verse twenty one four. Okay, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you work worthy. The King James makes a big mistake here. It says the vocation wherewith you are called. I think the New King James gets it better. It says worthy of the calling which you were called. So at the beginning of the year, I can still say it because it's still January, is what is your calling? And then we read King James and we think our calling has to do with our vocation, our job. And we get crises there. I'm a pastor, I know. Am I called to ministry? Am I called to business? Am I called to business and fund the ministry? No, you're not. We're all called to ministry. The Word says, if you don't work, don't eat. So we're all called to business. Amen? But we are all called to do this together. We are called to go into the world to minister. Your calling is then what? And I'm going to help you this morning. You can walk out of here today and say, I know what my calling is. Anyone think that's worth coming? If I left you, leave here today, and you know what your your primary calling is, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's going to be great. Amen. So you are called, but now the word says you need to walk worthy of your calling. So it's one thing to have a calling to know what it is. It's awesome. It's a whole other thing to walk worthy of that calling. Okay so your calling is an invitation if I called when the service started I think someone stood there and said, hey guys we started come in what is that that's a calling they're not upset okay they told me they're gonna leave soon (laughs) they have to be somewhere uh, that cannot happen at another time so uh, Sometimes people just get up and walk when I say things, and then I don't know, or they're upset really, so, but they told me beforehand, so it's good for my heart. Okay. So if you ever have to leave early, tell me. It makes me continue the message much better. The ministry will continue to, to flow. Amen? So the calling that we have is the invitation to a feast. You are called out, like from your old self, from your sin, from your selfishness, from your comforts, to what? You are called out to be connected to the other called out ones. Because the word there says, Walk worthy of the calling to which you were called. Amen? So, our primary calling, you ready for this, is to be called out. Our primary calling is to be with. So I'm calling you, if I'm calling you, if I'm doing in the kitchen, and Jordan is in the living room, I say, Jordan, come here. What am I doing? I'm calling him from where he is into where I want him to be. So what is his calling? What is him walking worthy of his calling? It is getting up. Okay, he's two years old. It doesn't always happen. It is getting him up and coming to where I've called him to be. Then he is walking worthy of his calling. So your calling is to get up from where you are, and to be connected to the called out ones the other called out ones why because now we are a peculiar people not person what is people it's more than one and then when we're together now you get discipled you get equipped you get built up now we are like hey we need someone to run a kids church okay now you start to walk in your calling but it's not your calling it is we needed someone to do kids church it is our calling to look after the kids it is our calling to go to the nation so sometimes you go and sometimes you send but whether you go or not go whether you're full-time or not full-time you can live your calling amen now there's only one pulpit so some days someone is appointed on sundays to stand here that's not my calling my calling is to be part of the church, and guess what? I was mature enough when the opportunity came that Shane said, we want to hand this over, that I was ready myself and my wife. Not because we we're so special, but because we were probably a bit more mature than some others. I don't believe we were necessarily God's first choice. Like David. David wasn't God's first choice. Was David's calling to be king? No, David was called to be king when the position became vacant. He wasn't necessarily born to be king. Okay, I hope that I need to hit one holy cow every Sunday, otherwise I'm not doing my job. Amen. So firstly, your primary calling, and this is good news, by the way, is if you are part of the church, then now you are part of your primary calling, you're walking worthy. And now as a church, we're not just gathering, we're walking so we're going somewhere so i want to say like they say in, in show business stick with me and i'll make you famous amen but we're not in christianity to be famous so you are not called to be the next joseph prince and have a bigger auditorium if it works like that it means that we did our job because we reached out we discipled and we're now gathering more okay your primary calling is to the church to believers to the body to connect to each other Mine and your callings are to be connected to the other called out ones. The Young's Literal Translation says, Call upon you, then do I, the prisoner of the Lord, to walk worthily of the calling which, uh, with which you were called. Now, I knew when Shane approached me that he said, Listen man, I think we are looking to, to step into more of an overseer role and we really want you and Natasha to consider... To take over the leadership of this local gathering this local family by then god had told me that that is going to happen so i don't want to tell you that calling is not no calling is to get into church to know how to hear god's voice so when god prepared my heart you know what i said get away from me satan i'm not rebellious i'm not taking my lead pastor's job And I didn't tell him, because that's not the type of thing you tell someone. (laughs) I told my wife when I left it. And I think it was two or three years later, Shane spoke to me. I said, I knew this day would come. If I ran off in that time, what changes? Everything. So you see how we're all in this together. Because my decisions has a direct implication on you. If i stayed home this morning someone else would have gone it up or shane would have had to drive through from Armsbury because no one else knew what we were planning in the detail that we were planning it for today and he was willing to by the way i said No, i'll let you know but i don't think it's needed why because i'm with family there's power here we'll be okay amen we're going to be in this together the amplified classic says i therefore the prisoner of the lord appeal to and beg you to walk or lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called. I like that because it speaks about the divine calling. Not all of us have a different calling. There's one calling and we've been called to that call. Um, And that is such a beautiful way to see it. Now we see how the next part then confirms what we've just said. So we come from Ephesians 3.20. Now we're in Ephesians 4, verse 1 and 2. And it says in the Amplified Classic still, living as becomes you, with complete lowliness of mind, humility and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. We've just spoken about calling and now he's going into what? Relational advice. Why do you think? Because it just confirms what I just said. Your calling is to be part of, it is to be connected, it is to be joined. And where's what? You're going to need some humility. You're going to need some meekness. You're going to need some unselfishness, some gentleness, some mildness. Why? Because other people might not be as gentle and mild. Blessed are the peacemakers. So what do you need to make peace? A lack of peace. (laughs) You need conflict. But Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. You know what? Can I give you a, a secret? I've started to do this at work. I've inherited a few relationships and even with different vendors. And I'm acting as a peacemaker between different parties, as an arbitrator, a mitigator. And guess what? I'm blessed. They pay me to do it. So whatever we do in this life, if we get it in God's way, then there is benefits. But I'm not called to be a mediator in the world. No, I'm just using that skill set that I'm learning as a pastor and I'm applying it in the job. And guess what? There's fruit, so now they, they pay me for it. So yes, there's blessings and benefits. But I'm not called to do that. I'm called to be part of the church. Bearing with one another. Making allowances. Amen? Giving people space to make mistakes. Forgiving me, like Shane said, if we've hurt you, we are so sorry. Really, it's never ever our intention. Like, but would you allow us to, to make a mistake? Would you allow us to, to say sorry or you're just going to up and leave and find somewhere else? Be eager and strive earnestly to God and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the Spirit in the binding power of peace. We're talking about calling, ladies and gentlemen, but he's speaking about oneness, connectedness, unity. There is one body, verse 4, now it becomes clear, one Spirit, just as there is also one hope that belongs to the calling you received. Where is your hope? It's in the church. It's in the gathering of the connected ones, connected to each other, connected to God. Amen? If you're downtrodden, come to church. If you're depressed, come to church. If you're overflowing, come give us some back. (laughs) We've poured a lot into you, so help us now reach into the next person. Let me read from the Passion Translation. It says, Be faithful to God, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you, in the bonds of peace. Being one body and one spirit, as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny. We have the same calling. And yes, we're going to manifest it differently. We're going to walk it out differently. We're going to walk it out in different places and spaces. And thank God we are, because how else would we reach the world? I mean, if we we're all going to be at the same place tomorrow morning, we have a problem. We need to be in different places and different spaces, but we have one calling to help people discover Jesus. To come into family and to be discipled into living the fullness of life. You can find more of our free teachings on our website www.gracelife.ca And if you're ever in the Stellenbosch area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family and experience life. To so contact us or to find out where and when we meet, visit our website www.gracelife.co